for coming out on a Tuesday. On a Tuesday coming out. Look at you guys. Oh, I'm not Cameron or Ray. I'm sorry. Huge moment of disappointment for that. But I wore my best Halloween outfit, so I'm, I'm still very flirty and sensible up here. Oh, oh, my God. How are you guys doing? Okay. Oh, timid at best. Very good. We're going to have a lot of fun tonight. What's the, and by the way, if you don't like me, I'm going to accept it as a woman. So it's not to put pressure on you, but uh, <laughs> a lot of pressure on you. I get it. You're like, well, what's this, a woman? 8 p.m., a woman comes out in a large shirt. Oh, here we go. Why is the shirt got to be so large? What is that? Oh, in Trump's America? I mean, they said it was going to be bad, but this is too much. And a hand on the hip? What's she doing? Who's she doing that for? Anyway, hello. You might not recognize me because I usually wear a turtleneck, so that's <laughs> probably the big confusion. I like them because they <laughs> keep it all in, you know? Ugh, love it. I'd love to do start off with um, an impression of a turtleneck. Is that okay? I told you we're going to have a little bit of fun tonight. I warned you. Come on. Okay, this is an impression of a turtleneck. Here we go. <clears throat> I... Uh, I uh, As a woman? That's it. That's my impression of a turtleneck. Thank you. You can also, you can customize. You can hack it. You could um, hold your chest afterward. And this is, this is great how this works. As a woman. And you could take a moment and then move yourself back. So you could, as a woman. Okay. All right. As a woman. And that's actually to prevent yourself from engaging on Facebook. So that's, oh my God, we're having fun. Oh boy, here we go. Um, I, um, how do you do stand-up? Does anybody, <laughs> any pointers or? <laughs> I love uh, when men do stand-up, of course. <laughs> Who doesn't? They're so good. Are you kidding me? My goodness, every time they get me. Oh boy. <laughs> so good you know um they uh they do this thing that i really like which is they take the microphone out of the stand right away it's uh, presumptuous you know what i mean <laughs> right first things first um i'd love to do an impression of men doing stand-up for you is that okay okay Okay, fuck that. Okay, get a nice little pounce and prowl going. Take up a lot of the space, okay? I deserve it, okay? All right, get a, get comfort, make direct eye contact with a woman, okay, who sat in the front row. Very brave, I'm gonna be very threatening up here, all right? Fuck you, all right? First things first, all right? Okay, all right? Customized it, all right? 
I'm going to say it right now. I'm not afraid to say it. Dating, I'm going to say it. All right, shut the fuck up. I'm going to say it. Shut the fuck up. I'm going to say it. Dating is weird. So, okay. Oh. Oh. Oh, come on. Oh, come on, you guys. They're so good. Oh, oh how did they do? It's the burden. Oh, it's so heavy. And then how do you move it back? Oh, heroes. Oh, boy. Oh, just heroes. I can't do that because um, I'm not a man. It's, a, it's, a, it's a unfortunate. But um, I'll do an impression of, because you're like, what's she all about? I'll do an impression of me doing stand-up. Is that okay? Oh my God, is that too much? Oh, okay. Huge round of applause as you would for a man. done this before okay <laughs> this is the biggest night of my fucking life okay here we go. <laughs> Good for the IMDb. And then actually, that's perfect, and that's and that's room tone, and then and then um, dating uh, is not that weird. <laughs> Thank you. Oh. oh, what won't she do? Oh, where do we put it? Where is it most modest? Oh. Oh. <laughs> okay, you could do this up here too. I mean, you can't teach this. This is just. Oh. Okay, I told you we're gonna have a couple of goofs. <laughs> I promised. I think I delivered. Um, I recently went through a gorgeous little breakup. Oh boy, what is this? The moth? Okay, here we go. Uh, breakups are hard. I think we can all agree that breakups are very hard. You have to pretend to not be crazy. That's nice. You have to. That's why I wear a turtleneck because you can keep it all in. Uh, but you could, you know, I, I've been having to be like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> yes, of course, and you're still friends with him. <laughs> I love that. I actually love that. <laughs> and you're friends with the new girlfriend. <laughs> and you all hang out. We should all hang out. <laughs> anyway, I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> Um, I had to move from one neighborhood to, boys, I think you're going you're gonna to really like where this one's going, a different neighborhood. Um, 
my old neighborhood was like, here's an impression of my old neighborhood. Um, excuse me, waiter. <laughs> I see that you've brought beef for the table. And um, now that the beef has arrived, uh, my girlfriends and I think that it's too juicy. Uh, can you comp the Pinot? Silver Lake. I used to live in Silver Lake. <laughs> then I had to move to a different neighborhood. My new neighborhood's like, um, it's just like one big coffee shop. You know what I mean? Not like a, right, like a coffee shop that's like, white! You know, it's just, <laughs> we're white! So... <laughs> It's like one of those coffee shops where you walk in, there's just like nothing, you know, and then like a thick marble counter. Oh, it's thick, you know, marble counter. Oh, there's like one succulent, you know, it's just in the way of where you're supposed to order. It's just like, ah, is that just thin, you know? Ah, is a plant sexy, Jesus been dating someone for six years and now plants are sexy? Okay. Uh, the barista's like wearing a hat. <laughs> Nobody fucking asked them to be, you know what I mean? Alright, cool it with your hat. All right. Not like a regular hat, but like a hat that's like, I keep on falling. You know what I mean? Like a hat that's like, and then it's under the chin. Oh. You don't like that? It's under the chin. They, yeah, whatever. The barista is wearing a scarf in Los Angeles. How brave! Okay, <laughs> not like I like a, like a utilitarian scarf that's like it's cold. I think I'll strap on my scarf and do taxes. That's fine by me. I will allow that. This is a scarf that's like Okay, why is your scarf singing? And yes, it will be with almond milk. Okay, there's no trash can, so you have to just. Anywhere, okay. Anyway, so I'm fine. That's whatever. I sweat off my back. I'm fine. Um, I recently performed stand-up comedy for a. You're gonna want to sit down for this one if you're standing up. Uh, a Kiefer company. Okay, I said it. Do you guys know what Kiefer is? Me here. Man. Yeah, with a beat. <laughs> It's cool. Kiefer's like, it's like a yogurt to go. You don't have time for your yogurt. You know what I mean? You got things to do. Uh, but it's not like Gogurt. Do you guys remember Gogurt? <laughs> Gogurt was fucking sick. <laughs> if we take away anything from the show tonight, is that Gogurt was sick. It was a simpler time, you know? Gogurt was cool because it was like, I'll fucking, I'll fucking, I'll fucking love to skateboard. And I fucking love pussy, but, 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 I also love probiotics. Cool mom ploy to be like, if Jason is gonna half pipe out there, and I know Jason because a mother knows, and I want him to have a warm strawberry pouch taped to the inside of his Jankos. Anyway, how are you guys? Took a gorgeous four-hour nap today. Hello, Los Angeles. Who's listening? I woke up and my first thought was, um, suddenly, Susan? Never a hint that she might be a Susan? I'm sorry, but I feel like a woman knows that she might be a Susan. She can be on her deathbed being like, my whole life has flashed before my eyes. All of a sudden, 
Susan! Anyway. Oh, don't close with that? Okay, fine. Oh, boy. Okay, save it for the top. Got it. Anyway. Uh, we have such a, such a fun show ahead of you. Are you guys excited? Oh, oh, I can't wait. We're all going to be girlfriends by the end of the night. Hope you're excited. Um, this first guest, I'm so, so excited to bring her up. You know her from Bob's Burgers. You know her from Last Man on Earth. She's the best. Please put your hands together for Kristen Shaw. Keep it going for my very close personal friend, Kristen Shaw. Oh, wonderful. Okay, we, I'm just going to keep it going because the show is so good. Oh, you guys. Um, this next comic, she has a Comedy Central half hour. Please put your hands together for the very funny Emily Heller. Keep it going for Anna and Kristen. Kristen just reminded me of a story about the first time I was rejected by a man. I was in preschool, um, which is about right for me um, and there was a game that the kids at my preschool would play where the guys would chase all the little girls around and try and kiss them like corner us and kiss us and we hated it um, and one day they stopped chasing me and I was like what the fuck is going on so I cornered one of the boys and I confronted him about it because my instincts with men are amazing <laughs> always have been always will be and I said, why aren't you chasing me? And he was like, I don't want to. And I was like, why? And he was like, because your nose drips. <laughs> and I immediately threw another one of the girls under the bus. I was like, Emma's nose drips. You're still chasing her. And he was like, yeah, but not as much. Uh, and we talked for a while. We negotiated. I eventually convinced him to resume chasing me. And that's the last time that's ever worked. Uh... <laughs> I, uh, I do have a boyfriend now, which is fine. Um, it's fine. It didn't, like, fix it. You know what I mean? <laughs> Everyone acted like that was going to fix it. Didn't fix it. It's fine. There are definitely some things that are better about being in a relationship. Seesaws. Way better with another person. That is, like, night and day. And that's it. No, sex is good with another person. But it was pretty good when it was just me. I'm not going to act like that wasn't tight. You know what I mean? I knocked it out. Sometimes still do. We got any masturbators here? Thanks for taking a break, coming out. I appreciate your sacrifice. I met my boyfriend online. It's where I do all my shopping. Uh, I have Amazon Prime, too, so it was like so fast. Two days. I'm just kidding. It took forever, and I met a million monsters. Uh, <laughs> it was the worst. It was like playing Super Mario. It was just like mushroom, lizard, horrible monster, just over and over and over again until I got to the princess. I call him princess. Um, it's interesting, though, like when I tell people that I am in a happy relationship from the Internet... Uh, the reactions people have are pretty weird. Like, sometimes people say something like, oh, my God, that's so lucky you won the lottery. And I don't feel like that analogy properly honors my resilience. 
You know what I mean? Winning the lottery takes one day and no skill. I did online dating for years. Do you have any idea how many men's opinions I had to read and listen to? I was like, what is this? The rest of the media? Why am I doing this voluntarily? When you are a straight woman online dating, you are just volunteering to read a bunch of personal essays by unaccomplished men. They do not deserve your attention. They have not earned it. They will not earn it. It's like, it, I didn't win the lottery is what I'm saying. You know what I mean? Don't get me wrong. He's great, but he, I, I didn't win the lottery. It's more like I ate at a restaurant that gave me food poisoning every day for years. And then one day I tried the pasta and it was fine. And I was like, I guess this is what I'm ordering now. <laughs> I don't want you guys leaving here thinking I hate men. I want you leaving here knowing it. Um, I don't want there to be doubt. Um, in case that didn't alienate you, I am a vegetarian, so that should take care of the rest. I'm a vegetarian, that's something about me people really don't like, especially people who just found out, so like the least affected by it of anyone. Uh, it's weird, you know, vegetarians have a bad reputation for talking about it all the time, so I, I really never talk about it. I mean, I realize I brought it up almost immediately tonight, but that's definitely an exception. I don't talk about it because people hate hearing about it, but what's weird is people who hate vegetarians are the ones with the most questions when they find out. They want to ask me everything about it. Um, and so I answer them knowing that there's no right answer. You know what I mean? Like, the first question they usually ask me is why. And, you know, that's personal, but I'll tell you, my reasons are the same as everyone else's. You know, I just love farting. Uh, <laughs> I love farting. Vegetarianism makes that possible for me. I don't know if the meat was, like, holding them in like a cork. I'm not a scientist, uh, but it's working out. Then they'll usually ask me something like, uh, where do you get your protein? Like, that's not a creepy thing to ask someone you barely know. That is not information that I owe you. You know? I don't think I'd mind if anyone who asked me that question seemed even remotely healthy. You know what I mean? Like, it's never guys with a gym membership who are asking me where I get my protein. It's always guys who I know, for a fact, eat three cheeseburgers a day. You know what I mean? It's people who only know where they get their protein and don't know where they get any of their other nutrients. And I wish I could tell them, but the problem is I get my protein from hemp powder, and I can't say that. You know what I mean? Because if there's one thing I know is more annoying than someone talking about their own vegetarianism, it's a white person explaining the many uses of hemp. <laughs> so that's a no-win situation for me. And then usually they'll ask me some kind of hypothetical question to try and figure out exactly what it would take to get me to eat meat. You know, they'll be like, okay, but like, what if... What if you were in the woods, right? And you had no food. Would you eat a deer? I'm always like, what are you planning? 
what kind of serial killer ass question is that? But I answer, I say, yes, of course. Of course I would eat a deer if I was lost in the woods with no food. But can we please back up a couple steps and talk about how I ended up in the woods without my cell phone? Because, gotta be honest, that doesn't sound like me. You know what I mean? I feel like something really bad happened and we are glossing right over it and getting to some unimportant details. Also, in this scenario, I'm athletic enough to hunt and kill a deer. I'm just supposed to let that slide? Fuck yeah, I mean, that thing, this is a parallel universe we're talking about. Up is down, black is white, I'm an athlete. I'm not sure morality exists here. I'm eating it. I always want to tell them, you know, it really doesn't take that much to get me to eat meat. You know, all you really have to do is just put the pepperoni under the cheese and not tell me about it. <laughs> not only will I eat it, I will spend the next month talking about how that's the best pizza I've ever had in my entire life. <laughs> you guys have been great. I'm Emily Heller. Thank you so much. Keep it going for Emily Heller. She doesn't eat meat. Okay. Uh, she has a wonderful show every Thursday at UCB Sunset called Fresh Out that you guys gotta go to. I don't want to hear this anymore. You not going to it. Oh, boy. Are you guys having fun? Yeah. It seems like you're having fun. Oh, okay. We're going to keep it going. This next guy, he has a show on True TV called Those Who Can't. Put your hands together for Andrew Over... Over... Oh, my God. Over... Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> that was the most death metal my last name has ever sounded. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> oh, man. I, uh, I moved to Los Angeles from Colorado a little while ago, and I, uh, I love it in Los Angeles. That's not even like a, a twisty setup for a joke. It's great here. It like, looks like a postcard. It's like room temperature most of the time. <laughs> What's the problem? It's like the world's largest bathroom stall and a cool postcard. It's like you get one of those two versions... Most of the time. I like it. I don't even mind the traffic. People are like, yeah, what about the traffic? Yeah, it's a city. It's got horrible traffic like cities do. They're terrible. But I'm like lucky enough I get to work on a, on a TV show, which is like the coolest job I could ever imagine. But I have to listen to people who work on a TV show complain about traffic when they get to work, which blows my fucking mind. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, were you inconvenienced on your way to the Dreams Come True factory? <laughs> Shut the fuck up, please. What is wrong with you? You've not heard of music or calling anyone or an audiobook or a pot. Nothing. They're just sitting there furious. This is the worst life ever. I always just tell this to anyone who works in any sort of entertainment job. I'm like, just know that at any moment, someone exactly like you right now is taking out the trash at Starbucks and the trash bag just split open and dumped piping hot liquid frappuccino mix all over the front of them. That's always happening here. So never complain about your job. Because I used to have that job too. So I can say that from experience. When I moved to Los Angeles for the first time ever, I was like, you know what? I'm not going to just drive around alleys and find my furniture next to dumpsters, <laughs> which used to be my favorite way to get furniture. It's great. I, when I lived in New York, I brought a fucking futon home on the subway. The biggest <laughs> asshole move. The biggest asshole move possible. <laughs> Fuck yeah, free futon frame? Can't get these anywhere. <laughs> Dragged it on in the train, brought it home. 
But when I moved to Los Angeles, I was like, you know what? For the first time in my life, I'm not going to find alley furniture. I'm not going to buy do-it-yourself sweatshop furniture at Ikea. I'm, I'm going to go to an actual adult furniture store and get some furniture. So I left my house, and I drove in an outward spiral until I saw a building with furniture in the window, and I was like, boom, furniture. The way, like, a smart dog would find a furniture store, pretty much. Exactly. Like <laughs> this. So I went in, I was looking for a nightstand for my daughter's room. Sales guy's like, oh, the nightstands are right this way. Right off the bat, find the perfect nightstand. It's like blue, it's got two drawers. It's exactly what I was looking for. I was like, wow, turned out this isn't so hard after all, being a grown-up. Open up the drawer, there's the price tag tucked inside, $3,000. No bullshit, $3,000. I reacted like there was a coiled snake inside. That was my first reaction, like, <laughs> But then, in a moment of the most foolish pride, I pretended to consider it like it was still possibly an option for me, like, well, I don't know. I did just win the lottery, and I'm super stupid. Mm. Mm. <laughs> I can't decide. Actually, been over and knocked on the top. Like, man, solid wood. Just thought I'd check. Thought it might be solid fucking gold for $3,000. What? It made me so mad that I couldn't just be that honest of a person, like, $3,000? Go fuck yourself. Like, and just moonwalk out of there or something. I can't moonwalk, but that would be part of my honest self, is being able to moonwalk. Ugh, so then I just leave just babbling excuses. Like, no, it was great, but I was hoping for a, a red one that was plastic and $40. Sorry, okay. Off to Ikea. All right, then. That's fine. I moved into a, a place that has a garage. I've never had a garage as a grown-up, ever. That was like a totally new uh, treat for me. Uh, the other day, drove home from work, pulled into my garage, closed the garage door. Just nice to be home after a long day at work. I'm just checking my fantasy baseball scores on my phone, just listening to like a good song. Like, this is a good tune. Just nice to be home, you know? Just... I am crushing it on fantasy baseball. All of a sudden, it's this like overpowering sweet smell. Whoops, forgot to turn the car off. Almost accidentally killed myself in my own garage. It's like, holy fucking shit, I had to open it up, man. It's just all this exhaust is coming out. But then I wondered like what the cops who had to investigate that would have thought. They're like, well, let's see. He was listening to this un upbeat fun tune, checking his fantasy baseball scores where he's crushing it. Decided it's never going to get any better than this. And killed himself. Let's go out on a high note on this. Uh, Hannah mentioned the moth and it reminded me of the story. When I lived in Colorado, uh, I was lucky enough to host Colorado's version of the moth. They started doing one in Colorado. If you've ever listened to the moth, if you don't know what the moth is, it's like true stories on a theme, often like these very like intense, like emotional stories. If you ever listen to it, like the New York version, uh, when your time is up, they'll like pluck a cello. I think it's a cello. I don't know shit about it. It's a stringed instrument that sounds <laughs> classy. It's like, blink, blink, like your time's almost up. Finish this stirring emotional tale. Uh, in Colorado, apparently, that was not an option. So <laughs> what they used to signal their time was up was an actual slide whistle. <laughs> exactly like what you're imagining. Boop! So like someone would be telling the most <laughs> fucked up sad story. Like, and then I went in and I saw my dad hanging there. Boop! <laughs> 
like the most fucked up way to gently tell someone it's time to come to the end of their story. Oh, my God. Uh, I turned 40 recently. I know, gross. You might be able to get your money back if you tell them. If you tell them at the door. (laughs) I turned 40 recently. A lot of people, when you turn 40, they try to cheer you up. They're like, you know, they say 40 is the new 20. 40 is the new 20. And I would call those people idiots and or vampires or the third possible option, idiot vampires. Because that is... 40 is the new 20? Fuck off. I've never met a 20-year-old who canceled plans with friends because they sat down on the couch and it felt so good they didn't want to get up again. I've never met that. I've never met a 20-year-old who ditched a party because they know parties fucking suck. I've never met that 20-year-old. <laughs> I had to go to the doctor uh, after I turned 40 because I fucked up my knee doing absolutely nothing, so I went to the doctor. <laughs> and the t- there's like this bizarre page turns in medical care, like they must just teach you in med school, like, and then once they're 40, uh, don't bother doing anything. Because she looked at my knee and she's like, England, she's like, well, you know, you are 40. And I was like, yeah, and so what? I'm like a 1998 Toyota Corolla with 250,000 miles on it. Like, I'm not going to sink any more money into it, but as long as it's running. Thank you guys so much. This show rules. Andrew Orvidal, everybody. Keep it going. You gotta watch a show. It's really funny. Those who can't, true TV. Oh boy, oh, you gotta get into it. Oh, okay, we're gonna keep it going. I do very minimal time up here because my shirt's so big. I'm embarrassed. <laughs> okay. Um, this next comic has a really great show at uh, UCB Sunset as well. And every second Tuesday of the month, please put your hands together for Kara Clank, everybody. Kara <laughs> Clank, everybody. Fantastic. Every second Sunday of the month at UCB Sunset, if you build it. Oh, my God, I goofed earlier. I've been crying ever since in the back. Forget about me. Anyway, are you having fun? It's imperative that you have fun. Oh, my goodness. You guys are a bunch of divas. I love you. (laughs) Anyway, um, this next comic, he's so funny. You've seen him on Late Night with Seth Meyers. You've seen him on Comedy Central. Put your hands together for Nick Turner. It's really exciting when they say the name of the show. Uh, okay, off to a rollicking start. How are you? I wanted to come out here and hit it early. Nailed it. Just gonna coast. Um, I, uh, I'm, I'm in New, I live in New York. Uh, I'm not there currently. Um, I'm here. I have been here for two weeks. Two weeks in L.A. Uh, I have spent, which means I am full up on Thai restaurant recommendations. <laughs> Got it. They're all good. <laughs> have I been to Gelada? Yeah. I've also seen the Hollywood sign. <laughs> Come on. That's just one to play to America. Um... I, uh, I've also, I don't have a car, and so I've been walking around, and you know, you guys hate that. Um, I know because every time I walk somewhere, somebody texts me, like, hey, I saw you walking. They had to tell me about it, like, was I? I was asleep. 
Or like I'll get to a show and someone will be like, hey, I saw you on the way when I was driving here. And it's funny because uh, people tell me they see me walking every other day, but no one yet has stopped and picked me up. <laughs> so, that's weird. Um, I went to Italy recently. Anybody been to Italy? Yeah, yeah. Did you guys try the food? No? It's so good. You should go back. Um, no, it's really great. Everybody knows. Uh, I gained 15 pounds while I was in Italy. 15 pounds. That's a fact. That's verifiable. I took video. And what was remarkable was that I did not leave the airport. It was a layover in Rome. And there was this pasta vending machine. And I... Yum, 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 yum. Anyway... It was a record, and I got a little plaque, and it was fun. Um, when I got back to New York, uh, I landed at JFK. That's an airport there. <laughs> I landed at JFK, not the guy. Ah, uh, it was four o'clock in the morning. Oh, what a great joke. It was four o'clock in the morning. Ugh, you ever roll your eyes at yourself while being recorded? Um, so anyway, I was at the hottest airport in the world. Four o'clock in the morning, I landed. And even at four o'clock in the morning, they're still going through that whole customs bullshit where they, you have to prove you didn't lose your passport on the plane. And then they ask you question after question after question after question until you're like, fine, I murdered him. I did it. I brought oranges. I just want to see my family. There's too many questions. They're not all relevant. They start off that way, but it veers. You know, I was like, what were you doing there? How long were you there? What's your favorite color? Uh, what do you do for a living? And I said, I'm a comedian. And then he goes, oh, comedian, huh? <laughs> and I'm like, who are you looking at? There's nobody over there. It's 4 a.m. You're the only, the only one here. So uh, he goes, comedian, huh? Well, I guess I don't need to ask you my next question, which is, do you have over $10,000 in cash <laughs> on you? And I didn't laugh then, and I'm not laughing now. I looked at him and I said, I'm sorry, I'm not making that sweet checking passports at 4 a.m. money that you're rolling in, college boy. And uh, I spent two hours in jail, but it was worth it. Well worth it. Um, I'm sick of people getting away with divorce. You know, like they never got married. They really post a lot when you get married, but then when you get divorced, not as many posts. They get married, and then when people get divorced, they don't tell me, like, they just forget about, I had to fly to fucking Tampa to go to your wedding. You made me go down there, I had to buy two spoons. That was the cheapest I could spend. I had to get down there, I had to watch a three-hour fucking wedding at a church, which I'm surprised I didn't burn up. And then you get divorced, you don't tell me. I talked to my friend Dave the other day, who I hadn't seen uh, since his wedding, which was five years ago, because that's kind of what a wedding is. It's just a goodbye to everyone there. <laughs> and uh, 
So I was talking to him. I was like, how's Cheryl doing? And he's like, that bitch. I haven't thought about her in years. I was like, five years ago. Uh, look at him. He's like, yeah, we're divorced. And I'm like, you didn't tell. I think when people get divorced, they should have to fly everyone back to Tampa. Get us all in the church and explain to us what went wrong. I was invested. I didn't know this was a sham like you did. Why'd you? And then they, have, they should have to give back all of the gifts. I want all those fucking spoons back. I give gifts on 10 year anniversaries just to see if you did it. You fucking can't commit. I committed to a dog. I got a, real, a rescue. Um, I, uh, I tried to get a purebred, but I couldn't afford it. Um, no, what kind of monster? Seriously, that person should be murdered. Um, if you look at all the dogs in cages across the country and, th and think, ah, I'm going to make a new one, <laughs> then go kill yourself. Um, but I got a rescue, and, uh, you know, there's shelters now. They'll have websites where they'll put up profiles of the dogs that they have. And they'll give them names that they make up, like Dog Vader. You know, it's like not very clever. It's like, I see what they were trying to do. <laughs> or like they'll name them after themselves. You're like, why is this dog named Brad Johnson? <laughs> but, they, but they give them profiles. Uh, and then like, you know, you swipe through them like Tinder. You know, you just swipe until you find a dog that's sexy enough uh, for you to fuck. Uh, N next to. Because uh, I like to have him right there. I don't like to have him right there, but he always shows up. Just in time. And I'm like, all right. Oh, how does he always make eye contact? Um, right there. He's really fucking talented. Um, I've been watching a lot of prison shows. Uh... You know, because I don't, you know, have a job. Um, and they're really always on. Um, and I love them because every prison show is like, look how fucking shitty this prison is. And then it's like, it's just a guy getting raped. And then uh, they're like, that's how terrible prison is. And they're like, well, are we going to fix it? And they're like, nope. <laughs> See us next week. That guy's still going to be getting raped. And we got to do something about this. I don't think there's not many steps we have to take to fix prison. There's like three. There's stop letting them work out so much. What? what are they getting ready for? Why do they need to be a bodybuilder? That's you don't you shouldn't let them get big enough that they can just open the bars and walk out. Clamp it down. Give them a track to run. They can keep lean. If somebody has a swastika on one of their muscles, they're done working out that muscle. Uh, let them kill themselves. Uh, this one's not popular. Doesn't mean it's not right. All you want is them off the streets. Well, guess where there are no streets? Heaven, next. Um, oh, give them more food. They're so hungry and stabby. And I know when I'm hungry, I am twice as likely to murder a guy. If we spent four cents more on ramen every day, it would solve half of prison murders. And the other half of prison murders are about what to watch on television. I'll fix that here. Give them two TVs. Next. Um, all right. And uh, you didn't like that one. Um, 
That's okay. It's not, these aren't, this isn't for humor. I want to change lives. <laughs> and I think we should separate prisoners by weight. Man, not everyone should be in the same octagon. <laughs> we need one prison for 100-pound prisoners and a separate prison for 300-pound prisoners. And I'm not saying 300-pound prisoners can't rape another 300-pound prisoner, but I am saying they're not going to rape as many. <laughs> Try as they might, you're going to really have to want it. It's going to be a fair fight, and I'm sorry, but that's how the set ended. Thank you. Turner, everybody. Oh, my goodness. Keep it going. All right. I'll address the elephant in the room. All right. I know you've been dying to hear an explanation. Yes, I do say put your hands together every single time I bring up the next comic because I think it's proper. <laughs> and I love proper things, okay? Plus, they held a gun to my head. They said, you got to do it. If you're going to host the show, you got to say it. That's an exact impression of Cameron and Rhea. <laughs> I know you were missing them, so I thought I'd do an impression. Oh, look. Uh, we are down to your final comic. I've held my hips for so long tonight. Is this a good look, by the way? Yeah. Oh, you guys are sinking. And do you like me? Yeah. Okay, thank you. Okay, that's all I wanted to know. Um, she's so funny, and uh, she's going to be going on tour this summer for the podcast listeners, for you out-of-towners. I can't see you. I don't know where you're from. I'm not going to judge. Um, check out the dates at sarahshafer.com. Please make it very, very loud, and put your hands together for Sarah Schaefer. <laughs> Thanks for having me on the show, y'all. Uh, how's everybody? Is everyone okay? It's been a real stressful time. Real stressful time. Uh, this year has been abnormal. And, I mean, it's been the worst. It's been the worst. Who here's just ready for it to be over? I'm not talking about the year. I'm talking about all of it. Who here is just ready for it to be over? I am ready. I, I want the end to come. Take me in the first wave. I don't want to fight. Mama's tired. I've thought this... I don't even... I don't want to forage. I do not want to go on a supply run. I've thought this through. I don't even want to have to repopulate the earth um, because I'm the only woman left in my group of very hot men. That used to be something that worked. Got me off a little just thinking about that. Like, Rick. <laughs> Fuck me, Rick. <laughs> we have to make another Carl. <laughs> because he's finally dead. I hate that guy. Uh, sorry, Carl, but God damn it, man. <laughs> Carl. Um, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a crazy time. And I feel like we're in the golden age of conspiracy theory. Uh, this is truly their time. This is a conspiracy theorist heaven right now. Um, and, and most people, you know somebody who's a conspiracy theorist. Um, it's usually like an uncle named Dennis. Um, like Uncle Dennis would just like send you an email. It would be like FW colon, FW colon, RE colon, FW colon, like a million. And then you just like open it and you're like, oh God. And then like, a, a thing, 
at Thanksgiving, you know, in a quiet moment, everyone's chewing. Uncle Dennis sees an opening, and he's like, y'all, y'all heard about the frogs, right? They're turning gay. She's like, shut up, Uncle Dennis. But now, now your Uncle Dennis is literally the next national security advisor. Like, that's how things have flipped. (laughs) Things have changed. Um, I don't know what Donald Trump did exactly. I don't know how he did it. But whatever he did, he put out the clarion call for the conspiracy theorists. He was just like, oh and they like emerged from their evident sheds like 17 year cicadas just like ready to make some fucking noise I mentioned evident sheds if you don't know what an evident shed is that is like in a TV show or a movie when a cop has a shed out back his house where he's trying to solve that one crime that he can't let go of you know and back at the station they were like hey man you're in too deep give me your badge Head on home, spend some time with your family. He's not spending time with this family. He's out back in the shed all night trying to connect some goddamn dots. Now, I don't know if you've seen TV recently, but I just need to make one quick point. I know I'm on a, on a tangent here, but modern day evidence sheds, hmm? Hmm? With the dry erase board? That's how you're gonna solve a crime now? With a dry erase board. If you really gave a shit, you would get out that red string and you would tie it around each individual thumbtack connecting each piece of evidence like you give a fucking damn. If I had an evidence shed, I'd be up in Joanne's fabrics every single morning preparing for the day. Yeah, it's... uh. I mentioned the uh, the end of the world coming, and I'm fully aware of the fact that even if I did want to fight, uh, I wouldn't last half a second. I mean, y'all know this because you can see me. I know this because I have lived through numerous test scenarios in which I think I'm actually going to die, and I get to see how I react in that scenario. <laughs> And that's because I have this thing called night terrors. I don't know if anyone here has that, but if you don't know what a night terror is, a night terror is a super chill thing that happens (laughs) about 45 minutes after you fall asleep where you violently awaken to fully hallucinating a person or a thing that's in your room that's trying to kill you. And every single time, even though you know you have night terrors, every single time you're like, no, this time there really is an old burnt up Victorian woman in my room. I can feel her in here and see her. And I know if I touch her, she's going to disintegrate, but then reconstitute herself and kill me. It's very, it's that vivid. And, uh, you know, you freak out and then you come to and I'll like turn on the light and I'll see what I've done to defend myself, which is to throw a pillow. I have thrown a pillow. I, my gut instinct when being attacked is to get into a pillow fight. 
And it's not because I don't have other options. My boyfriend has... I don't know what his strategy is here because if I was to use it in a night terror situation, there's a chance I could accidentally kill him. Um, he has put like a sledgehammer, like a pipe pipe wrench. Do you know? They weigh real, they're like really heavy. You just have to just drop it on a head and the head is going to come apart. Um, he also made a spear. Um, this is real. Out of a piece of bamboo out of our backyard. He made a spear. He put a real long, because we have a California king, so I can reach real far to the end of the bed. Uh, real long spear with a knife on the end of it. And he leaned that up next to the bed to somehow help me with my night terrors. I don't know what, uh, what, the, what, what it is. But uh, uh, I've never, ever reached for these items. I've only reached for the pillow. Um, because I just want it to be fun when I die. Um... <laughs> So yeah, I wouldn't last, and I also know I wouldn't last in, in, in sort of a life or death scenario because of my scream. I am now familiar with my scream because of my night terrors. Now most people think they know their scream. Their, oh my God, I'm gonna die scream. Um, hopefully you don't know it. Hopefully you've never been in a scenario where you've had that kind of scream come out of you. And every woman in here, I know, I know, you think you have a great scream. You think you have the scream of a skinny blonde woman. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Like, my scream is amazing. Like, my kind of scream, like, makes Batman show up. You do not know that. You don't know that. And I'm telling you this from personal experience because I thought I had a great scream, too. And then I started having night terrors, and I found out, no, no, I do not have a great scream. <laughs> Nobody shows up when I scream. Uh, I have the kind of scream that makes other people scream. <laughs> I have the kind of scream that turns people into vegetarians because they think it's the sound of a pig dying. And the next time they're served bacon, they're like, no, no I, I, I can't eat that. I cannot, I can't unhear the cries. I know my scream is bad because when I started having night terrors, I lived in a tiny apartment in Brooklyn where people lived above me, below me, and to the side of me. And not once did anyone ever check on me? Not once did anyone go, oh my God, are you okay in there? Uh, you sound like you're dying. Um, and I know they could hear me dying because I could hear them fucking. And <laughs> not even like the next day, it's, my scream is really bad. So I'm going to share it with you right now just so you can be aware in case you hear it that I need help and not the other way around. All right, here's my scream. So if there's anyone with a heart condition or um, with child, you should leave now. You've been warned. <clears throat> that is my scream. Like, that is like something died inside of me. That's like a sewer ghost. Like... Like, that is awful. That is, I did not choose that. That is so, that's like the sound that made, that, you know, in like American Horror Story, there's always one guy that's like totally skinny and naked and dirty. And then on his head is a pig head. That's what that thing set, does. That's, that's the language. That's, 
like that is fun. I'm sorry. The front row got scared. That shit's scary. <laughs> anyway, that's my ending. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Sleep tight. Good night. shape for everybody oh my god all right look i'm gonna ask you to put your hands together three more times is that okay yeah okay you got, we got to know each other real well first of all put your hands together for everyone you saw tonight fantastic what about number two for cameron and Rhea for just having an amazing show and then this one, and this one's my favorite. This one's my favorite. Put your hands together for yourselves for being the best audience. All right. Uh, the show is here every Tuesday. You guys are great. I've been Anna Saragina. Good night. Put your hands together. 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 Get ready to laugh with your hands together. Put your hands together. Get ready to clap with your hands together. Put your hands together. This is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season three has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, season three is a great jumping on point. And we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Eight nights. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Uh, yes, I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I mean, Jazos. <laughs> Ruler of the Eighth Circle. And that's just the beginning. Season three of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.